Good morning, good morning, good morning, all. And uh, as a rare treat for today's episode of Can You Hear Us? A Ghost Whisperer podcast, um, I'm actually using my DVD set for a change because, uh, well, I can't sleep. And I promise I start this back up again when I uh, finally got my anchor up and running to uh, do the podcast. So, we left off with Hope and Mercy, and we are going to start with On the Wings of a Dove, which is kind of a loose two-parter, second part, of Hope and Mercy. And if I remember the synopsis correctly, uh, Jim gets oppressed by a negative spirit and is forced to... uh, complete that uh, spirit's unfinished business which is to confront the uh, ghost's ex-wife about why he was put in prison in the first place but that being said we are going down to it on my DVD menu right now on the wings of a dove and uh If you're watching from Hulu or Roku or some other place like that, um, you'll just have to deal with the commercial breaks. But this is uncut, uninterrupted, and we are starting in 3, 2, 1. And we start with the usual introduction from the first season. Melinda talking about... How she got her powers, what she does, she's married, blah, blah, blah. She says he's just a normal person, but just has his powers to talk to the dead. Which, when you think about it, isn't something that many people would want to deal with. Just saying. And here we go. And we see Melinda watching a horror movie, of all things. And Jim spooks her. And Jim is like, why are you watching this stuff? And Jim comes in, he's awful tired, which... According to some people in paranormal circles, if you are spiritually, physically, or emotionally drained, it makes it easier for spirits to uh, enter you. And Jim gets followed by a spirit that Melinda hasn't noticed. And Jim is trying to talk to Melinda while she he's in the shower, but she's engrossed in the movie. He's saying how he's been having trouble seeing and that he might need glasses, but he doesn't wear glasses. <coughs> and the water changes color because of rust in the lines, but Jim at first thinks it's blood. Just a plumbing job I did yesterday must have knocked some rust into 
Yeah, and Melinda says, yeah, she knew about the plumbing problem. All that red stuff got in her face. You know, you'd think someone who uh, deals with the supernatural for a living wouldn't want to read want to re watch a lot of horror movies. And we see the ghost again while Jim says he's going to lock up and Melinda sees him, oddly enough, out of the corner of her eye. And here we have the title sequence. As usual, starring Jennifer Love Hewitt, Nisha Tyler, and David Conrad. The three musketeers of the Ghost Whisperer family, at least for the first season. Here we have Jim at a uh, fire, running out with a patient who is suffering from smoke inhalation. And uh, the ghost is right behind Jim, and he enters Jim when he's trying to do work on this girl and loses focus. And the ghost leaves, and uh, Jim's buddy knocks him, out, slaps him out of his uh, fugue state, I guess you'd say. Honestly, I think the fact that Jim is working too hard is what's causing him to feel weird. And here we have Gordon House at night, and. Uh, Jim is picking at his food and Melinda is concerned. And Jim is thinking that he's got somebody around him and wants to know if Melinda has seen it. And Jim says, I don't know how you deal with seeing spirits all the time. And Jim's asking Melinda, is there a ghost not there now in their house? And Melinda says, no. Why are you asking? He's saying, I don't know if what you do is rubbing off on me or something's going on, but it seems like something weird is going on. He's saying, lately he's been feeling anxiety and negative emotions all around. And Jim's kind of in the throes of denial about the fact that he's got a ghost attached to him. Which, honestly, happens more often than we like to admit. 
and Melinda is talking with Andrea about uh, how Jim is feeling. And Melinda is wondering if Jim is pulling away from her, and Andrea says, No, that isn't what's happening. Oh no, I forgot about this part. The stupid bimbo ex-friend of Melinda who uh, basically made a fool of her in college is trying to get on Melinda's good side to get something. And let's just say the person that this ex-friend is trying to get something from is deceased. And we will find out later that that ghost doesn't want this ex-friend to have it. Not that I blame her. Conniving, backstabbing little... Anyway. A little bumpy? Girl, you got no idea. And uh, Melinda is, her ex-friend is trying to get uh, Melinda to go out to lunch or dinner with her first. And we know why after a while. And Andrea says, what's up? You totally iced that girl. And Melinda says, yeah, okay, if you need, want to know. And Melinda goes off and tells Andrea what happened. After a while. And Melinda visits Jim at the uh, firehouse. That is so sweet. And... Uh, Jim thinks the reason why he's feeling so weird is because his dad died five years ago, that day. And let me tell you something. Yesterday, Friday the 13th, it was two years since my dad died in his sleep. I tell you, that's one phone call I never, ever, ever want to have again. At least not for a while. Although a couple weeks ago it came pretty close because my mother was in a car accident. But she's okay. But, yeah. Jim... I hate to tell you this, but uh, you're not the one in having that problem. But Melinda runs into a secondary ghost looking for his uh, missing carriage. And Melinda finally sees the ghost du jour. And Melinda's quite understandably spooked. And we go to commercial break, and we're back in the town square of Grandview. And Melinda's telling Andrea about what she saw. Yeah, and she said that the ghost that was attached to Jim freaked her out. And, yeah, I can understand. That was kind of freaky looking. And, uh, she's also talking about how Jim is acting with the spirit around. And, uh, 
And, uh... <coughs> And here we see uh, Jim and company in uh, the training room watching some training videos for some EMT procedures like heart attacks, etc., etc. Of course, and Jim has a vision of his dad and it freaks him out. One of the other things this ghost is doing well, I was trying to say, Melinda, a few seconds ago, told Andrew to keep on painting, and she finished up in the store after they were done talking about Jim's little issue. And I guess the guys at the firehouse told Melinda what happened, and she went hunting for him, because he's at home, just wigging out a little. And Melinda has to tell Jim that there's a ghost attached to him. There is a spirit attached to you, and uh, but, but you didn't see one. Not now. But I, I saw someone at the firehouse this morning, and he really scared me. What did he look like? Um, and Jim asked, asked Melinda what he looked like. Dark eyes and, and completely covered in tattoos. And Jim's like, that's the guy that died when we had that accident a few weeks back. The one we saw in the last episode. And Melinda says, no wonder he's attached to you. You're the last person who saw him alive. And he says, no wonder my insides are mixed up like gravy. And Melinda says, you're not alone. I'm going to be with you every minute until I see this ghost again. And find out what he wants. Now that is teamwork. Yeah, and uh, Jim and Melinda are going to interview some cock and bull story about why he's there. And Melinda's telling Andrea what happened. Andrea's like, so Jim's seeing ghosts now? And Melinda's like, no, no, that's not it. What he's seeing is images, visions. That may be unrelated to what he's doing. And Melinda says, uh, it sh should be going. And she says, yeah, what's a native spirit between friends? And Melinda is telling Andrea what happened with the friend, so-called. And, 
And she basically said because of this friend, she became a laughing stock at college. And Andrea says, no, you shouldn't feel guilty about this friendship. And you should never speak to this person ever again. And Jim is talking with Melinda about why do ghosts bother human beings? And she basically said, well, the energy for one thing. They feed off the energy of the living to manifest. And which is quite true, which is why they always say if you're scared of something, don't give it any credence or it'll feed off your energy and possibly hurt you. Yeah, and uh, Melinda and Jim are freaked out because of a fuse blowing. And uh, he, Jim asked Melinda to unplug something while he's working in the basement electricity, and here comes the ghost. And Melinda's telling the ghost that she he doesn't scare her, which is a load of horse hockey. And and the ghost says, uh, "It's not Jimmy's after. He's after Andrea for her help." I mean, Melinda. Sorry, mixing up the names. Forgive me. And, and uh, obviously Melinda's uh, abilities get passed around the supernatural grapevine because she sees all the lost souls and helps them and this ghost wants Melinda to help him. And the ghost explains about what he was, what he had done. And he said he just pulled a robbery and some innocent kid got killed. And uh, he feels very bad about it. Funny thing how we regret things that happen after we die. Seeing how he ran, and as he went to see his wife, he ended up getting arrested.
And uh, this ghost says to Melinda, I wasted my life going after things that don't matter when it should have been my family that mattered. And when he got released, and he said his whole time in prison was spent in keeping clean and getting out. And even when he got asked to do a job on the outside, he refused. And he was on his way home when he, uh, got ran off the road. By the guy that asked him to do a job on the outside after he got out. And uh, he remembers Jim picking him up, putting him in the ambulance. And Linda speculates you're haunting Jim because he's the last person you saw before you died. He said, no, I'm haunting him because of you, because I need your help. And Melinda says, how? And Melinda, he, the ghost tells Melinda, find the family of the man I killed and apologize to them. And also wants to go and uh, see his wife. Of course, in the previous episode, they speculate he wanted to see his wife to uh, murder her. And the ghost says, no, I didn't want to hurt my wife. I wanted to apologize to her. Quite honestly, all this ghost wants is closure. And in fact, that's all any spirit in this show wants of Melinda is closure. And Shim says, was the ghost here? And, and Jim is losing his shit because he's scared, quite honestly. He's not mad, he's scared. And I don't blame him one little bit. And Melinda is trying to explain to Jim that she just wants to help, and Jim is not having it because, quite honestly, and I kind of agree with Jim on this, not every ghost is out there looking for help for a good reason. Jim, now let's be honest here. You do the same thing Melinda does. You help people who are hurting and in pain in the physical world. She helps people who are hurting and in pain in the non-physical world. And both of you are good at it. You are partners. And yes, I understand that you're frightened for Melinda. And that is a good thing to feel. Oh God, this twit is trying to... Uh, inveigle herself into Andrea's good graces, uh, Melinda's ex-friend. 
and Andrea is not having it, and I don't blame her one bit. And Angie is saying, I'm not trying to be a bitch, but I don't like what you did to my friend. Yeah, this wasn't a joke, lady. This was cruel and unnecessary. You didn't need to have everyone dressed up as a ghost and terrorize Melinda. I kept her secret all through high school. I was practically her only friend at her grandmother's funeral. I listened to all of her problems. All the Alexis. That's just what and, and Andrea says, I don't want to hear about your excuses. All those things you're talking about, about what you did for Melinda, that's what a friend is supposed to do. And uh, Angie is kind of joking with uh, uh, Melinda's kind of joking with Jim, saying, "Well, you wanted to get away because you're on a road trip to uh, do this ghost uh, penance, I guess you could say." And Jim's like, "Well, this is not exactly a romantic trip." And Jim's like, "He's in the back seat, isn't he?" And Melinda's like, "Yeah." And uh, this guy sees what he's trying to do is his salvation. And I guess that's one way of looking at it. But honestly, dude, he kind of did deserve what happens at least in one of these things. And here we have Melinda at the victim's family's house where the ghost is using Melinda and Jim to ask for forgiveness. And Jim is uh, backing Melinda up beautifully. He doesn't uh, see or understand, but he is a backup for Melinda in the best way. He always has been. Even when uh, Jim wasn't uh, Jim anymore, but spoilers. And... Uh, and... Uh, Melinda tells the parents that he never meant to kill their son. And uh, if I'm correct in assuming, the parents are unimpressed with this guy's apology, which I don't blame them one bit. If someone had killed my son, or should I say any friend or family member that I was close to, I would find it very hard to forgive them too. Just saying. And uh, I think this conversation goes to the point where they are. And they ask Melinda a very pertinent question. Why do we have to talk to the guy that killed our son? Why can't we talk to our son? And Melinda basically tells them, 
It doesn't work that way. He probably crossed over a long time ago, and she couldn't access him even if she tried. And the parents, especially the mother, are saying, does this guy have any idea how many times we wish we were dead so we wouldn't have to feel the pain of losing our son? <sighs> and I hate to say this, I'm not usually a vindictive person by nature, but this guy deserves all the hate and rage and anger directed at him by these parents. And the guy's getting agitated, the ghost is getting agitated, which I can understand, but the guy kind of brought this on himself. And the ghost uh, fades out and basically sucks some of Jim's life force along with him. And uh, Jim says, I warned you that this wasn't going to go well. And uh, Melinda's like, yeah, yeah, I know. Well, Melinda, you have a big heart. And sometimes that big heart just hurts you more than it has to. And Melinda answers Jim about why uh, this guy is doing this to him. And uh, the friend is still trying to get on Andrea's good side and she's not interested. Lady, trying to fit in doesn't give you the right to do what you did. I hate to tell you that, but uh, you're just a gold digging. Well, let's just uh, take it easy with those kinds of words. This is supposed to be a family show. <clears throat> And Andrea is like, I don't want to get involved in this. And Jim is having a really hard time dealing with all this mess. Not that I blame him. And Jim says he's feeling what the ghost is feeling, completely alone, depressed, and a whole bunch of other stuff. And she says, that's not your feelings, they're his. And uh, Melinda says, Jim, I love you so very, very much. And nothing is going to change that. No ghost or anything is going to change that.
and uh, she says all these feelings are his and And the ghost is like, my wife hates me and I don't blame her for what I did to her. And the guy regrets never taking the time to know his own son. And he's, Melinda says, you've got to try forgiveness sometime. And he says, I don't have a right to expect forgiveness from my family when the family of the guy I killed doesn't even want to have anything to do with me. Well, dude, you kind of brought that on yourself. And Melinda says, is that you still have hope. And Melinda says, you still have hope no matter what you say. Because there's always hope. And this ghost is really doing a number on Jim. And Jim says, look, dude, you know, listen to my wife. She's got a good heart and you want to take whatever help you can get. And I guess we get the ghost to agree to do all this. And we have Melinda and Jim at the ghost's uh, family's house. And uh, here's the ghost right on Melinda's elbow and telling her this is where my family lives. And uh, this is going to be interesting to say the least. Oh, and here's his wife. Rachel. <coughs> and Melinda approaches his wife. And uh, she asks, "How do you know I my name?" And she says, "Through your husband." And he's like, "She's like, what the heck did he do now?" And she's like, uh, "I'm sorry to tell you this, but he's dead." And she asks him to come up to the apartment. Yeah, and she's... And Melinda says, well, my husband's with your husband when he dies. kind of complicated, but I can help you out. Joseph. And his son comes around the door, and the ghost recognizes him. His son Joseph. 
It's all grown up, the ghost says. And the woman, the wife, is like slightly just believing that Melinda is talking to her husband, which is normal for this show. And there's a lot of anger, obviously, from this woman because she feels abandoned by Julian because of what he had done. And Melinda tells. Uh, his wife a story about when they went to Coney Island and saw a fortune teller as a way of proving that uh, she's actually talking with her husband. And they're freaking out. His wife, I'm not surprised. And Melinda's passing on the message from And he's saying that he deserved to die and she, Melinda says, I can't tell her that. And he's forgiving her for what he thinks that she turned him in, which she didn't. She's like, I didn't turn him in. What are you talking about? And we come to find out that it was Joseph that turned in his father. Now, that's a plot twist and a half. And mother confronts her son, saying, Why are you turning your father? He said, Because I was sick and tired of him hurting you and causing us pain. I want him to go away. And Joseph is guilt ridden because he uh, is so upset that his father's dead because of him. And they're confused why Jim is laughing because Jim is channeling what uh, Julian's feeling. And Julian says, because it was my son who had turned him in. And he couldn't be more proud that his son was a man enough to do the right thing. To protect his mother. And that is a good reason. Definitely. And Joseph doesn't believe Melinda and says, Tell me where what tattoo he has behind his ear. And Melinda goes to check. And it's a dove. 
with its wings outstretched. And uh, she, Melinda, imparts to Joseph, just be the man your father was trying to be. Be better than he was. Revenge is like drinking poison. And uh, Julian asks if Rachel got his letters, and she says, I never opened them. I was so mad at him. And Julian says through Melinda, I want you both to read the letters. And uh, Julian through Melinda tells Joseph to go to the family of the man I killed. Help them. Care for them. But don't tell them who you are. Because it's not important. And uh, here's the reconciliation he was looking for, because now Julian is crying after his wife said that, I've always loved you. I've never forgotten you. And, he if you, and Julian asked if he forgives him, if they forgive him. And both uh, Joseph and uh, Rachel say, we forgive him. We love him. And Julian tells his son exactly what he can do to make himself feel better and to honor his father and help someone who needs help. Like I said earlier, go to the family of the man I killed, help them, care for them, but don't tell them who you are. Just be there for them. Make a difference. And here we go. The ghost goes away and Jim feels a lot better. And that's how Jim gets oppressed by spirit for the first time. And here we have Melinda coming back to Grandview. And uh, and uh, Melinda's having lunch with the twit. And Melinda decides after what she'd just been through with Jim and Julian, that it wouldn't be a bad idea to give this girl another chance. But we come to find out that she's coming to visit Melinda because of her powers. Uh, yeah, okay, don't dwell. Give it a rest, lady. You're there for the same reason you just 
destroyed her. And we get to see what she's really after. Some sort of jewels or something. Well, that was a piece of garbage woman. That'd be nice. And the ghost of this woman's aunt is telling Melinda that she doesn't want her to have those jewels. And Melinda roasts her for trying to pull this. Yeah, and Melinda basically uh, lies and tells Lexi to keep looking for the necklace. There's a bunch of doves out there in front of the dry cleaners. And I think Melinda gets another glimpse of this season's, to use a Bucket the Vampire Slayer term, Oh, well, I guess not. But that's the episode. And I thank you all for your patience because I totally had issues with Anchor for a while. But got them all fixed. Google's working fine. Everything's working fine. I shall be back here for good, I hope. And if not, I can see about switching over to a, another platform and starting all over again. But I'm back. And that was on the wings of a dove. And we'll be back for next episode very soon. Thank you for listening and good morning.